I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. Today, I'd like to share a story about problems. There is once a famous sage called Sadat who lived high up in the Himalayan mountains, far away from humanity. He chose to live a simple life and spent most of his time meditating. People from all over the globe would travel for days on end to meet him and ask for his advice. Once such a group of people approached Sage Sadat with their problems, but they were unruly and fought amongst each other because all of them wanted to speak first. Sage Sadat, a peaceful man, watched the commotion and finally said out loud, silence. The people were awestruck and immediately kept quiet. Then Sage Sadat said, sit down in a circle on the ground and await my return. He went into his little cottage and soon returned with some sheets of paper, pens, and a small cane basket. He passed out the paper and pens and placed the basket in the middle of the circle. Then he told the people to write down the one most important problem they were troubled by and then to put it in the basket. When everyone had finished, the sage shook the papers in the basket so as to mix them and calmly said, now pass the bucket around and pick up whichever paper is on top. Read the problem, and if you choose, make it your own or take back your own problem. One by one, the people picked out a paper and read each other's problems and were horrified. They came to the conclusion that their worst problem, no matter how bad, was better than the next person's problem. Within minutes, each of them exchanged their problems, and when they finally had their original paper in hand, they felt content. They thanked the sage Sadat and went on their way. <laughs> it was a lovely Zen story that I think is a beautiful reflection about the nature of problems and the function of them in our own growth and development. We're each given unique challenges that we're given because we're able to overcome them. Our biggest problem would be likely a minor problem to some and a major problem to others. And in this scenario, everyone who received a problem felt that their problem was much better than someone else's. They thanked the sage. They felt content when they had their original problem back. And then they went on their way. If we can be content with what we believe our challenges are, if we see them as fundamental to our growth and development, if we recognize that we're given these problems problems because we're capable of overcoming them, there is a contentment. 
But I'd actually like to shift this wisdom into a different direction with some guidance from the um, Advaita Zen sage, (laughs) Muji, one of my great teachers. And Sri Muji says in his book, White Fire, don't worry about your problems. Don't worry about the worst thing in the world. Find the best thing in the world and it will take care of everything. Find the self. I'll read that again. Don't worry about your problems. Don't worry about the worst thing in the world. Find the best thing in the world and it will take care of everything. Find the self. So this is such a beautiful pointing, which is to even shift beyond gratitude for one's challenges. Sri Muji is saying, don't worry at all. (laughs) Don't even worry about the worst thing in the world. Don't worry about the news, what's going on around you, this phenomenal world. Don't worry about any of that. Instead, find the best thing in the world and it will take care of everything. Then he says, find the self. What is the best thing in the world? What is the self? This is the highest principle. This is the God self, the Buddha nature that is within us and all around us, omnipresent. (laughs) So when we think of this idea of the God self, it's easy to think of it as as a being that is far from us. I saw a beautiful recent video by the great teacher, Rupert Spira, and he says, you know, if we believe ourselves to be this individual self, then we can see God as being some external being far from us, far away in this place called heaven. <laughs> but if we think of this from a you know, Advaita perspective, what Sri Muji and, and dear Rupert are saying is that How can God be everywhere but within you? How can God be, you know, at some distant place or all around, but not within your very self? The seed of the creator is in the created. So we have to identify that. That is what is also called as the self, the capital S self. This divine seed of the creator that is within all of us and everything. This is the best thing. This is the best news because it means that we have this this indestructible aspect to our nature. It is our very beingness that these great teachers are pointing to. It is the awareness, the awareness of everything that is occurring. And I'm going to share one other pointing from Sri Muji that I think um, points this out very beautifully. So Sri Muji says, a thought comes and says, this is too much. I just cannot go on. Who is saying this thing? It is also perceived Why must it be believed? 
It is enough that it is perceived. Don't identify with that voice. It's the same guy again. Don't identify with that voice. It is not your true guide. Let's read that again. So he says, a thought comes and says, this is too much. I just cannot go on. Who is saying this thing? So this is sometimes something we might hear, right, in our own minds. That's a voice that's saying, this is too much. I just can't go on. But to identify who is saying this thing. And then to see it is also perceived. We are that which is hearing or seeing that voice, those words. So he questions, why must it be believed? Why must we believe what we think we hear or what we're seeing? It is enough that it is perceived. It's enough that we can see and recognize that voice that shows that it's not us, right? It's not our true self. It's our lower self, perhaps, the ego self. That's why Sri Muji says, don't identify with that voice. It's that same guy again. It's the ego. It's the person. It's the identification as the person. But that person, those words are perceived. So his guidance is, don't identify with that voice. It is not your true guide. So this ego, this limited aspect of the infinite, is not your true guide. This is the identification as the person. If we recognize that we are that which is seeing that voice, which is recognizing it, then we're not caught up in it. So in the same way, going back to the original story, when the, the problems of others are handed out, if we're able to recognize that as we're reading perhaps the problem of another and assessing how we feel about it, there's something that is recognizing those feelings, there's something outside of this, you know, this aspect of the person, something beyond that's recognizing those thoughts and those feelings. And that which is recognizing the thoughts and the feelings, I find out if that recognition, that awareness has any feelings of its own. This is the best thing. That awareness is the best thing. And it will take care of everything. <laughs> so if we shift the way that we perceive our own problems, we have so many opportunities. We can follow what the persons did in the story. They were content with their problems and went on their way can realize that they're essential for our growth and they're allowing us to expand our experience of this life. 
in some way, even though it may not seem obvious in the moment. They're helping us wake up. And what are we waking up to? That's the higher. That is to recognize that we shouldn't even worry about the problems. We shouldn't worry about the worst thing in the world. Instead, we have an opportunity to find the best thing in the world, to know that this will take care of everything. The Advaita Zen perspective is this, you know, this notion of the self, the capital S self, the God nature, God self. But it can simply be God, you know. My dear Godmother always tells me, you know, let go and let God. It's the same thing. Let go of this attachment to the problems, release it. Be so devoted to the higher that there are really no problems. You know that all is taken care of from that perspective of faith. There's this other path of, of inquiry. And this is what Rupert Spira and, and Muji and Sri Ramana all speak to. This question of who am I? If we ask who am I? We go beyond the personal self. We go beyond all the aspects of our changing nature to find that which is changeless. To find that which is always with us, as us. This awareness, this beingness. It's going beyond the voices <laughs> that we might hear, the voices that might tell us that it's too much. We're moving to the place where that is perceived, that voice is perceived. And knowing that we're that which is perceiving that very voice, why must it be believed? Don't identify with that voice. It's not the true guide. The ego is not the true guide. Shift to that which is perceiving the voice and be free. <laughs> and of course, that is what I always wish for you. And I thank you so much for being here. Namaste.